Welcome to the Strength Empire podcast, where we will cover all things strength sports, whether it's powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, or the Highland Games. Before we begin, please make sure to follow us on social media, at Strength Empire Podcast and at Strength Empire Gym. Also, if you'd like more information from us, you can find it at strengthempiregym.com, as well as checking out the Strength Empire TV YouTube page for footage on training, throwing, nutrition, and meal prep, and technique breakdown, etc. The last thing I'd like to ask you to do is to make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform when you finish this episode, and if you could share it with your friends, that'd be awesome as well. So I hope you enjoy episode two of season one, our crossover strength athletes with Lauren Rutan. Welcome to the Strength Empire podcast. I'm your host, Justin Blatnick. This is episode two of season one, and another one of these guests that I was just like, man, this person is perfect for this podcast, and today I have on with me Lauren Rutan. Um, Awesome, too, that she's local to Charlotte area. But, Lauren, thank you for joining me. Oh, no problem. Thank you. So I kind of just give her a little pre-roll and what this podcast is going to kind of be about is I want to talk about her journey through strength sports. And that's, you know, obviously at the gym being Strength Empire. Uh, I want to talk about strength sports and really talk about training. So, Lauren, kind of the first question I have for you is how did you get your start in strength sports? I, I know more about you than maybe most people do, just obviously knowing you and following you for the years. So what kind of, what was your start maybe before you got into strength sports and how did that segue into stuff like powerlifting, weightlifting, et cetera? Uh So um, I grew up as a gymnast. Um, I started when I was three years old, kind of went through that through um, school, high school. I went on to um, competitive cheerleading. Um, that led me to when I went to college, I tried out for um, gymnastics and cheerleading there and I made the team. So I um, did gymnastics and cheerleading all through college. Um, it was tr- uh, probably, yeah, it was my the second to last year in college. I just um, wanted something a little bit more. Um, my dad was a pro bodybuilder, so um, I grew up basically in the gym as well. I believe I knew um, that. Uh, Derek Sellis, you know, obviously yeah. a mutual friend of ours. Derek is, I think I've talked with him because his dad was into bodybuilding as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of knew, you know, what the gym was about, everything like that. Um, so, like I said, I kind of wanted to just change it up. Um, I had done cheerleading and gymnastics my whole life, so I was a little done with it. Um, so I started working out and um, what first led me to that was um, fitness competitions. Uh, they still have them now, but they're not as popular. So that's basically like a gymnast routine, um, but you're all tanned up and all that stuff. <laughs> I <laughs> so, think it's phenomenal. Um, I, I love fitness. I hate that it's not like bigger than it really is. It's just not yeah. got the, the amount of support, but I think yeah. it's phenomenal. I love it. I love watching it. And when I remember when I first found out about it, I was like, this is awesome. Why do not more people do this? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably I mean, like, why. Being, yeah, being dieted down and trying to make yourself flip on the floor and stuff. Um, I do remember it was very hard. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into that. So with, with fitness, uh, so you started with that. How long did you do kind of fitness routine before you moved to something different? I did fitness routines for two years two years, and then, um, the next step up is usually is figure. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went to figured, uh, and I did competed in that for probably two to three years. And then, um, at that point, I had got married and started having kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I competed bodybuilding from 2003 till 2007 or 8. Okay. Um, as far as I say bodybuilding, I mean fitness and figure. Gotcha. Um, and then I started having kids, and that's when I found CrossFit. 
Okay. So um, in between kids, I started uh, going to CrossFit and I really, really, really enjoyed it. I love the competitive aspect of it. Um, and so that's where I found weightlifting and powerlifting, <laughs> all that. And that is, that's probably been probably the number one argument that people have kind of made for why CrossFit's been so amazing is it exposed so many more people to a barbell. Yeah. And so you led from CrossFit. Did you do CrossFit competitively at that time or was it just kind of a training like, hey, I want to stay in shape? But you did mention competing and obviously I know you have a competitive mindset. Were you yeah. competing actively at that point in CrossFit? Yes. Um, I started CrossFit in 2011. Okay. Um, 2013, I went team uh, to regionals. And then 2014, I was top 10 in the Central East region and went to regionals as an individual in 2014. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. That's kind of in like, well, I guess it's obviously still blown up now, but I was kind of in yeah. like the, the big time of CrossFit uh, yeah, with the games and everything. Yeah, like Julie Fouché and all those. Like it was a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to keep kind of on the timeline thing. So CrossFit yep. led you to, I guess you said weightlifting next, I would yep. believe. Yep. That was, um, I actually got back from regionals in 2014 and to this day of all the sports that I've done, my training leading up to the 2014 regionals when I went individual was one of the hardest trainings I've ever done. Wow. Um, yeah, it, uh, I would cry almost every day and I'm not, I don't cry (laughs) usually like, um, I remember how my body felt like it was, it was working out a lot. And, uh-huh. um, so I think I just kind of burnt myself out on it. So when I got back from regionals, I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I'm going to try weightlifting. I'm going to try and see if I can, you know, snatch and clean and jerk this amount. I don't know what my goal was at the time, but, um, so yeah, I started then and, uh, uh, 2015 in, uh, March, I, well, I was under Travis Mash mm-hmm. at that time. And, oh, how about um, that? I like that. We yeah, have him on yeah. tomorrow. I did not know that. So yeah, I, that was my first uh, weightlifting coach. And, um, he's like, why don't you try out for muscle driver? And I'm like, why would I try out for muscle driver? I live in Ohio. They're in, you know, South Carolina. And he's like, well, just come me. I'm going to be there. Just try out. And literally like I decided the week before that I was going to do it. Me and Devin, were going to drive down to South Carolina. I was going to try out and we were going to drive back home. And so that's literally what I did. I, did it and we left right after I was done drove all the way back home eight hours oh my and um I mean I went on with my week I think it was two weeks and I was actually training at the gym my phone rang and it said Fort Mill South Carolina and I uh I answered it and it was Don McCauley and he uh told me that I had made the team and they were going to fly me down once per week and getting ready for their uh, nationals in 2015 and the American Open. So I did it. <laughs> and um, I would go fly down by myself every week. And then at that point, me and Devin had always wanted to move to South Carolina or we wanted to move south. Right. Um, but we just never had like pulled a plug. And we're like, well, if we're going to do it, we should do it now when the kids are little. And he applied for a job and he got the job. And, um, they told us we had to be down here within two weeks. Oh, geez. So yeah, we had to, um, we came down here in two weeks and that's why we're here now. (laughs) Still here now. Uh, so how long were you with muscle driver and then like kind of what were your best accomplishments or weights you lifted as a specifically as a weightlifter, I guess at that time. Yeah. My best snatch was, uh, 
175 and my best clean jerk was 210. And it's I almost like in- blasphemy. You just gave those in pounds and not kilos. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I was actually calculating it in my head when I was saying it because I was like, maybe I should give it in kilos. Um, and then I was in the 57 kilo weight class. Solid numbers uh, for. Yeah. 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 I placed um, eighth at nationals that year. So, I mean. Oh, that's big time. At, that's awesome. Yeah. Top 10 at nationals. I was pretty proud. So, okay. Yeah. So that was 2015 weightlifting. Yep. Yep. When and then how soon to the shift to powerlifting? Um, I think it was probably not until 2016. I mean, I, my favorite thing to do in the whole world is squat. So, I mean, I could squat every day. I love squatting. Um, I mean, I love benching too. The only thing I really don't love still to this day is deadlifting, but <laughs> I've come to terms with it. But, um, as I just I shared we- an Instagram post of you deadlifting at my gym from like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I just, um, I don't know why. I, I mean, I That's all right. like, yeah, I shouldn't hate it, but, um, uh, it was, we were just messing around in muscle driver mm-hmm. and we were like just having little competitions. And I'm like, I really like this. And we actually went to, um, uh, mashes, uh, big thing that he has at his farm. Yeah, he did a the the strength spectacular, whatever, yes. when he used to have yeah. at his farm. Yeah, so me and Lindsay Stroker, she was on Muscle Driver. We mm-hmm. did CrossFit there just for fun. And that was the first powerlifting I had, our first powerlifting meet I had ever attended or saw. Okay. And because he had one there. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is really awesome. Like, <laughs> like I just was getting pumped up watching. I was like, I want to try this. And, uh, so literally we, I just started adding more squat bench deadlift into my, uh, training and I did the North Carolina state championships in 2016. I think it was like in the fall and I had won my weight class and uh best lifter and I qualified for nationals with those numbers. Okay. So was that um, a USAPL meet? I believe. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was USAPL. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just went from there. Yes. So you powerlifted. Did you go lift at that nationals at all? Yes, I did. Yep. So you lifted I, nationals. How'd um, that go? Yes, I won my weight class there. As I fifty, I think I went fifty three at that time. Oh man, fifty three kilo. Down even more. Yeah, I squatted three thirty five, deadlifted four, or I mean three forty three, and I benched I think one eighty seven. Um, yeah, and then so you uh, trip. That's a. I mean, it's very close. It depends on how the numbers shake out to a triple body weight squat yes, in knee, yes. knee sleeves only or, or yes. no, you know, no wraps. Yeah. There's, I don't know how many of those have actually really been done. That's pretty impressive. That's a, that's a yeah, number to be you. proud of right there. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I've never, I've tried wraps one time and I was like, get these things off me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's, it's kind of hit or miss for a lot of people. I, I've seen yeah. that too. Some people are like, nope. All right. Moving on. And, and other people are like, well, I'll, I'll keep at it. Yeah. Um, so after powerlifting there, what yep. brings you from powerlifting to now, I guess? So that'd be so, 2016, uh, I think, or 2017 ish nationals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so when was it? It was beginning of 2017. Yeah. It was in January. I believe I did the, this is, I did my first USPA, uh, meet mm-hmm. in Virginia, um, I don't know. I was kind of like just getting like stagnant with powerlifting. And I'm like, you know, I gotta, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I gotta like, you know, change something or change it up a little bit. So, um, I did that meet 
and won that meet. And I actually got a call from Denison um, that I made the world team mm -hmm. for USA, USPA right. powerlifting. And so I was like, well, shit, I can't, like, <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing, you know, powerlifting now if I made the freaking world team. So I'm like, all right, let's take it up a gear. So we just started training real hard and um, um, kind of, I don't, uh, kind of dipped into some other stuff that goes along with USPA. Um, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to talk about it if anybody yeah. else wants to talk about it, but, you know, starting adding some uh, supplements in. And um, so I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to, uh, I want to start back bodybuilding too. Okay. So I then tried to do both at the same time. So my goal was to qualify for nationals in uh, women's physique during that I was getting ready for worlds uh -huh. um, in powerlifting. I remember, I remember this time, like follow, yeah. I, mean, I remember you following you along when all this was going on. Yeah. So, I mean, training was going good. I mean, everything was going good. Uh, I went to the, my first uh, physique show. Um, I ended up, that was in, um, that was in, uh, Virginia as well. And I qualified for nationals. So nationals for bodybuilding was, um, two weeks after the world. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. So imagine being, you know, dieted down, trying to hit your max list and all that jazz while you can't really, you know, eat anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, so, I mean, it was going good though. Like, I was on the world team for, um, 52 kilos. Okay. So, which was fine because at that time, you were time, already dieted you know, down. Was, that works. Yeah. I was dieted down. So I'm like, okay, whatever. It's not going to be too bad. So I get there to worlds and squatted, uh, 330, mm -hmm. which was great. Um, benched, uh, 192, I believe it was. <laughs> and then I was warming up deadlift. I had never never like felt anything during the squat or during the bench or any time. Like I didn't feel like I got hurt or anything like that, but I went to go warm up deadlift and I couldn't even push off my left foot or my left leg at all. Jeez. At, like something in my groin or something like I have still to this day, don't know what I did, but I couldn't even push off. I tried, I was in the back trying to even like do sumo when I pull regular, you know, and I, I was trying like everything. And uh, my coach was like, well, just open, you know, with a low number and I was trying to open at 315 and I'm like, okay, like, you know, let's just freaking, I'd, let me just get one, like the one in and I went for my first attempt. I couldn't even pull off the ground. I tried it again and I couldn't even pull. And so at that point I had to stop because Ugh. I had no idea what was wrong. And I, I would have tried it again if I didn't have, if I didn't have had that, my bodybuilding show in two weeks you know right. what I mean because I'm like I can't it's in my head I'm like I can't justify like just trying to like bury myself in the ground on this deadlift when I have something else that I wanted to accomplish as well mm -hmm. in just two short weeks so I mean it was a very hard decision but um I mean I was very very upset uh but yeah that was that but well, I then, guess they said you you've never you're not an official power lifter until you've bombed out of a meet yeah, uh, for sure. I don't know. Sometimes people will say that. Other times people yeah. are just way too conservative. So, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, going to happen. I never understood that. I never understood that. When yeah. people go to meet and they like bench or squat or deadlift and it like flies up or, you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Why did you just waste? I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love I love being able to leave some out there, but like, hey, yeah. on our third deadlift, let's have some fun. Let's yeah, let's go exactly. for something stupid. And yeah. you know, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, doesn't. I get you're trying to lift and get your money's worth, but yeah. I, I'm one to push. I, I push myself differently than I coach at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I coach a little more conservatively, oh, but it's yeah, also I'd coach for a total versus I don't care if you have a lifetime PR in your squat. I care that you have a lifetime total PR. Yeah, exactly. At the meet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that just fueled my fire even more. So I came back and I had two weeks. I'm like, this is it. You know, this is what I have left for in 2017. And so, I mean, I just grinded for that last two weeks. I went to nationals with um, in women's physique and uh, won first place. So that's when I earned my pro card there. Yep. Now, official IB, IFBB pro. Yeah. And um, and that's that was 2017. So what has it been like the past two years now? Is it still competing? Uh, maybe not as frequent, I believe. Uh, or are you still competing in multiple disciplines or just one? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, from 2017 to, I like just this past October has been a little crazy. So it's been about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to just focus on bodybuilding after that, um, came home and trying to set, you know, my first pro debut show. Um, so my first show was April, um, the Orlando pro, mm-hmm. um, I placed third there. It's a heck um, of a debut. Yeah, I was very excited. And then three weeks later, I did the Raleigh Pro, and I placed fifth. Um, so then I hung it up for 2018, and uh, my goal was to get invited to the Arnold in okay. 2019. Um, so I did get that invite. Uh, I competed in, at the Arnold. Um, didn't really end up how I wanted to. I put a lot on the line for the Arnold, uh-huh. uh, physically, mentally, um, everything in between. Um, and really, really, I mean, I still to this day, that was the best look that I've looked, I believe. I, I believe the best I've looked leading up to the show. I don't think what happened like the day of and the day before, I don't necessarily like the way I looked on stage. Gotcha. Uh, but I do think that was the best my body had looked probably two weeks before the Arnold. Um, so it was a little frustrating after the Arnold. Um, I told myself I was going to compete one more time, 2019, see how that went to determine 2020, Uh but made it in stone that 2020 would be my last year of competing in bodybuilding regardless. Uh Um, uh, for women, it's really hard Mm -hmm. to keep competing in bodybuilding, um, back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not so hard. I'm, guys can do it, but um, more easily than women can, but um, just due to the hormones and all that stuff. Right. Um, but so I started prep twice in 2019. Um, the after the Arnold, the okay. first time was the Chicago. I was Chicago Pro. I was gearing up for in July. Um, didn't make it there. Just didn't. My head wasn't there. Okay. Um, like I said, I put so much into the Arnold that. Um, to this day, I think I just, it, like, I, I couldn't do another one mm-hmm. to compare myself to the Arnold because that's all I kept doing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I just need to take like the summer off. I'll start back, um, dieting and stuff. When the kids go to school, I'll start that same Monday and I'm going to do the last show of the year, which was going to be in November. It was in California. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I started gearing up for that. Um, just, I just, my body was just not having it. I wasn't feeling well. I just kept trying to push and push and push. Um, to make a long story short, my dad has heart problems. Um, I was born with uh, palpitations, but I've always gone and got them checked and they were fine. Um, I just wasn't feeling right. Um, went and got blood work and I had my, uh, every four years I get checked at the heart doctor. Okay. So, um, this was just a routine checkup. I went in October 2nd and, um, so I was middle of prep. I only had six weeks left. Um, I did a EKG and, uh, that that's when you go get your heart checked. The first thing they do is EKG. Yeah. Um, the doctor came in and said it was abnormal, said he'd like to do a stress test. So a stress test is when you get on the treadmill and you're going, you know, full at it and they test all that. And, um, that came back abnormal. So I was like, okay, I was like, great. I here we go again. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got to make a decision here. Like it's either we keep going or like, I'm going to have to stop. Mm-hmm. So the, I talked to the doctor, he was super, super nice. Um, you know, I'm not, not that I'm, you know, saying bad stuff about old doctors, but he was a young doctor. He knew what I did. He knew what I took. He knew everything about me. So there was no gray area of why anything would be happening. And, um, he said that he suggested, he looked at me and said, you need to stop right now. Well, that's, that's great that a doctor, and that's something that that's not valued as much as people think sometimes is like, if a doctor can just confidently be like, here's the deal. This yeah. is it. That yeah. gives you a little bit more peace of mind as well with those type of decisions. It's like, yeah, exactly. He wasn't like, well, you could do. It's like, hey, here yeah. it is. Yeah, and I for I hate doctors. I hate going to doctors. <laughs> Amen. I'm I hate with you. Everything about it. <laughs> so, um, and so he said, you know, I think you need to stop. Um, so I did. Uh, echo was the next step, and that is when they do ultrasound in your heart. Um, I was on my way to the gym when he called me on my personal cell phone with the result of that and told me that I need to go home and sit down until this was a Friday afternoon. He said, you need to go home and sit down until Monday until you get a CAT scan of your arteries, because I'm pretty sure there's blockage. Um, well, (laughs) that's a great drive to the gym and then turn around and going home. Well, on a Friday when you have to wait the whole weekend. Oh man! Uh, So (laughs) that, that sent me straight into like a panic attack mode. Um, because I've, I've never been sick. I've never had anything like that. Right. So, uh, then I realized, you know, this is real. This is not like something that I need to like, you know, mess around with. I have a family. It's not just mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like if it was just me, I'd, I'm hard headed. So I probably would have kept on going, <laughs> but I know that I have a family to take care of. And, um, so I went home and got the, uh, cat scan, that not for another week I had to wait um but that is the tell-all be-all if there's something wrong with your heart Mm -hmm. uh that came back perfectly normal so two things that uh came out of that was I was born with a thick heart okay so that means anything on EKG or stress test or an echo is going to show up abnormal with me um also he told me that um there's not many studies done with um, high-level athletes and people with thick hearts, people in my condition. So there's not really <laughs> any studies yeah, that suggest why it's like this or what mm-hmm. can come out of this. So basically now I have to get checked every six months. Right. But, um, but I know right now is like the best I've felt 
in a long time Good. with everything getting back to normal. But um, yeah, so October was a little crazy month. I decided that uh, we're going to hang up the bodybuilding. I've accomplished a lot. I've earned my pro card. I've made it to the Arnold. Um, and the other stuff is not worth sacrificing. Right. Um, and all that jazz. So we've hung that up um, in 2019. And so I went back to CrossFit recently. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy CrossFit. Um, I always have, I mean, even when I did bodybuilding, my cardio sessions were mostly CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm really, um, enjoying CrossFit and even back to competing Um, in CrossFit. Yeah. 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 I did a, a couple partner competitions this past summer. I wasn't ready to really do it on my own because the last time I really competed on my own was 2014 CrossFit regionals right. was the last time. So, um, I knew I wanted to get back there. So I'm just like, well, you know what, let's just do it. So I signed up back in October, November for this individual competition that was last weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we, How'd that go? Uh, I won that. Hey, <laughs> yeah. right back at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little history. So yeah, a, a little history. It's you have a very decorated, successfully co- competitive career across so many multiple disciplines. Uh, it, it's okay. it's been really cool to follow you. I, I guess it have to be probably. I I first heard of you probably around the muscle driver days. I was at yeah, some of those yeah. tryouts just because I'm local. I drive down and go mm-hmm. watch the meets and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially when people are lifting bigger because it's a muscle driver. Yeah. And, and then ever since then, just kind of following your journey and, and seeing you go in and out, what kind of really do you feel like pushed you and what makes you like, instead of just focusing on well, you know, what, what other than, I guess you said you look, you like seeing powerlifting, what made you go, like what switch in your head from weightlifting to powerlifting or, or powerlifting back to bodybuilding? Cause that's, that's such a different bodybuilding to, to powerlifting to bodybuilding is such a different you know aspect, like a different competitive nature of it's not it's more subjective or versus objective, what kind of has helped kind of, what do you think fueled that, that change to compete in the different sports versus sticking with just one? Do you feel like it's a boredom? Do you feel like it's just a challenge? What kind of motivated you? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely a challenge because I'm always like, let me see what I can do here. Let me, let me see what kind of records I can get here. Let me see. Like, that's more of what it is to me. I do have a lot of people say, like, why do you switch all the time? Like, mm-hmm. if you just stick to one, you would just excel all the way. And it it's not that I want to excel all the way. Like, that's not my goal, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's awesome to do that. It's awesome to, you know, make the world team. It's awesome to compete at nationals and stuff like that. But that's not really my goal. It sounds stupid. Yeah. But it's like, I just want to try different things. I want to see, like, what it's all about, like. You know what I mean? If there was another sport that was like that, I'd try that too. Like, you know what I mean? So. And it's a little bit like, it's not your fault that you're successful in all of them. You know, it's, it's, Hey, I'm just good. Like you're going to have to deal with that. If I'm going to compete against you, I'm going to be good. Uh, I absolutely, I I like that. I I tell people that myself is that, why do you do so many different things? And I say, well, because I enjoy them all. And you know, it's hard to, it's hard when you enjoy all of them. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say has been your favorite, though? If you had to pick just oh one, gosh. yeah, that's I, I, you probably knew that question was coming. Uh, I know everyone if, always asks that. If it's hard to pick uh, the favorite, maybe know, it, what's the favorite aspect of each? Yeah, I mean, I think I would say CrossFit, just because um, it's always something different that you're like testing your body on, mm-hmm. or like 
more like mentally, okay. I feel like, um, like there's, cause there's always something different that you would like struggle on or like overcome, I feel like, but yeah, it's very hard to answer because they're all, I so love different. all of them for a different reason. Yeah. So now speaking on the mental, and I, I thought about this earlier when you were talking about this and, and I am, I'm a hundred percent in agreement and have been through the same feelings and emotions of yeah. when you set a big competition date in your head, like you said that Arnold and mm-hmm. you push and push and push and, and whether it ends up successful or not, like for you, you said your Arnold wasn't as successful as you hoped or, and then you had the power lift to meet that didn't go as well. And you push for these big competitions, the mental side of training, in mm-hmm. my opinion, I think in the, in the, not just the mental, but also that emotional attachment to that competition yeah. I definitely think it's something people don't put enough emphasis and effort on in knowing oh, yeah. that, you know, maybe post that competition, things aren't going to be as, I mean, I like the word spicy. It's not going to drive you. It's not going to have that fire. Yeah. Uh, I experienced that myself last year doing a, a world championships of Highland games is that afterwards the rest of the calendar year, I was kind of like, well, I really don't care. I'm going to still do these four or five other Highland games, but I kind of really don't care how I do. And I'm, I'm going to do them cause I have for, fun doing it. But like I cared about the, yeah. the big dog. Do, yeah. How do you feel like you've dealt with it and, or did you put a lot into like mental training? Do you, did you, the mental reps or, or did you do something that you feel like has helped you excel over the years in the different disciplines? Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that's been hard too, I guess in the different sports, like, you know, the one, you know, show that you're leading up to. And then after that, it's hard to get back into it. But um, yeah, I, I did uh, talk to a therapist one time Mm -hmm. for mental training. Um, I kind of realized that my mental aspect wasn't all there when I was actually at muscle driver. Okay. Um, So that's really when I experienced it. Um, I really don't know the reason, but I mean, after that, I I think my head was more in the game. Um, I focus a lot on, and I know this isn't really the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. and everyone tells you not to do this, but um, I, I like to see my competition and see what they're doing because okay. that, that fuels my fire. Right. That's, that's probably the only thing that does. I, I, but, I'm not, I, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I guess some, some people are going to say it's not the right thing to do. I think that's absolutely a normal thing to do. Uh, and yeah. that, you know, that it kind of can be one of those, like, for me, it feels me like I want to be, be, I've got to be better than this person. Yeah. So I need yeah, to know what they're doing. Yeah. That's like an analytical mind yeah. and, and trying to push better than them versus, yeah, I'm always want to push myself, but Hey, I got to yeah. kind of know what I'm going up against. Yeah. 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 So that's where it's been. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, and I, th- well, I think bodybuilding, um, bodybuilding is more an individual though. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, you can look at somebody and say, you know, I've got to look better than them. But Mm -hmm. in your head, you kind of have to realize that there's not much you can do to look better than somebody. It's what you have. Um, Yeah, because of the judgment. It's hours in the gym, but it's there's not much further than that. Then you can take that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that was that's a little different mentally, like where you're at with bodybuilding than like comparing yourself to other people. But yeah. So kind of segueing from that, obviously your training has evolved over the years and it has to be specific to the sport, mm-hmm. but what do you feel like has carried over the most from sport to sport or what are those things that you think helped you from a weightlifting standpoint, going into powerlifting, powerlifting into the bodybuilding, obviously CrossFit mm-hmm. kind of takes in effect all of them. 
yeah. and or maybe what has helped you from starting with a fitness and figure background that helped you in the other sports, especially like the nutrition side of things leading into bodybuilding. Yeah. But that aspect also fuels all these other sports as well. Where have yeah. you gained the competitive advantage and what carried over from sport to sport? I truly believe it's bodybuilding. Any time that anyone asks me, um, how did you get so strong? How can you do this? How can you do that? I honestly tell them, go to the gym and do bodybuilding movements. Okay. I truly believe that has helped me carry over to all sports. My second uh, sport that I believe that carried over to all of them would be powerlifting. Okay. So bodybuilding first and then powerlifting. But the way that I bodybuild has powerlifting in it. So that so, the, the, the term coined power building. Yeah. Very yeah, similar. I squat, deadlifted, and benched all, the whole time I was getting ready for a bodybuilding show. And so – I don't know how many bodybuilder type people will end up on this podcast, but you also trained very heavy what, oh, yes. while body, like in bodybuilding. So where, uh-huh. what was your belief system there with, you know, I know you were pulling, you were lifting like PRs as you were yeah, close to yeah, that, shows. I mean, you did yeah. a powerlifting meet two weeks before. So what was, yeah. what's your belief in that? Like, why do you do that? I'm going to say that probably most other bodybuilders don't quite do just that. Oh yeah. No, like every time, I mean, even when I start to coach somebody, I'm like, and I, you know, write their program for them for a bodybuilding show. I'm like, we're going to squat deadlift. And they're like, why, why are we doing that? <laughs> I, like people don't understand it, but yeah, I mean that I did, I pulled 405 deadlifting when I was getting ready for the Arnold. I squatted 365 when I was getting ready for the Arnold. Those were both PRs. Um, I, but for bodybuilding, well, for anything, you have to do all aspects. You can't just go in the gym and do five by three every week of a squat. Mm-hmm. Your squat's not going to get any better. Your legs aren't going to get any stronger and your legs aren't going to get any bigger. Right. Like, nothing's going to accomplish. So I would all during every bodybuilding prep, when I went every, every week, I would do legs, back, shoulders um, twice a week. Okay. So the one day of legs would be all heavy. I deadlift heavy. I'd squat heavy. I leg extension, like super heavy. And then I would do back the next day shoulders. And then when it comes back to the leg day, which would have been Thursday, everything is light. So all pump, you know, like 15, 20 reps Mm -hmm. of everything, squat, deadlift, leg extension, leg curl. So every, I would do one heavy uh, day a week of each body part. And then the other day would be light. So you have to mix them up. You can't just do all light stuff and expect to grow, expect for, muscle definition like that's not going to happen like i have women come to me all the time and say well i just want to do light reps and, uh, and high, um, high yeah, reps. Weight. yeah high reps lightweight i'm like you're not going to get anything you have to do go heavy a couple times a month god i love it i'm so using yeah. this as a quote to promote this episode <laughs> god i love yeah. it yeah um, so um yeah people don't understand like you have to do both you you're not going to get results you're just not going to get what you the result that they want. Okay. And they have a hard time wrapping their head around it. But all right. So in a quick bodybuilding uh, question with that, mm-hmm. you didn't mention arms. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> always says that too. I never, never lift arms. Never. It was really just shoulders and back, and it took care of itself, huh? Yeah. 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 See that. That's the nuggets that I want to get out of this type of podcast is like, yeah. I always, I was telling somebody earlier what I'm trying to accomplish with this podcast is like, what's the one thing 
that I can maybe take away from an episode. I'm like, well, Justin Blatnick is now not going to do arms for the next couple months and <laughs> yeah. see what happens. And that's, those yeah, are the so, things like that I want people yeah. to try to think about and take away from these. Yeah. Uh, I have a, yeah, I have a guy getting ready for a show in April. And I mean, you know, the whole thing is about, you know, leading up to that. You're looking at like body parts, like, okay, well, this needs to get bigger. This needs to get smaller. This needs to change or whatever. So like I changed his programming to, you know, offset those. And so the last, you know, set of pictures that he sent, I'm like, man, I'm like, your shoulders aren't looking as big as they need to be. And your arms are looking freaking huge. So what we're going to do now is you're never going to do arms. And all you're going to do is shoulders three times a week. And he wrote back, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we're not doing arms again. Your, your bicep ego has got to trust me on this one. Yeah. I was like, we are not doing arms. I'm like, do not even bicep curl whatsoever. And you're going to do shoulders three times a week. So, I mean, yeah, there's just lots of stuff like you and bodybuilding, you constantly have to look at and evaluate and mm-hmm. just change it up. Whether you think if some, you know, if you think it's off the wall, like you, you got to do it, but, you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to know if you don't try. And, it, and it's as simple but, as people don't realize that you can get plenty of tricep work out of shoulder pressing and you can get oh, yeah. plenty of, plenty of, excuse me, bicep work out of all your rowing that you're, and, and pulling yeah. you're doing for your back. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep, even benching. I mean, you're getting tricep stuff there, and so yeah, I yeah, I, I've never done arms. Like, I mean, it's been probably ten years. Wow, I, there's <laughs> yeah. an, there's another one. There's another quote for this entire episode. I love it. I always sit here and I'm listening and thinking, and there's there's the second one for me right there. Yeah. Um. So yeah. what what is obviously you're back into CrossFit now. So what does mm-hmm. your training look like now? Kind of what's a typical week? Yeah. Do you, you know, are you still doing that bodybuilding stuff since you talk about it? Um, that it's kind of the yeah. thing that carries over or pretty much strictly CrossFit and question like, you know, what's that looking like? Yeah. So, um, right now I, um, for CrossFit, that's my, what my goal is right now to, with the open, com- the open now is in October. So this coming October, I'll try and make it as a master, um, top 200, then do the online qualifier. And then I believe it's top 20 make it to uh the games okay so yeah um, with them changing it i have no idea how it works anymore i I personally i used to know and followed along a lot since they changed it it's a little more confusing yeah it is it's very confusing and i really i really enjoyed regionals i mean people could come and watch like right i don't know i really don't understand why they took that out anyway um so right now i'm pretty um i'm pretty confident in my strength so as of for CrossFit, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, you have to be strong in CrossFit, but um, for me as a female in a master's division, I necessarily don't need to squat 350 anymore. Like, it's not, like, I'm not going to be tested. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, yeah, it could come up, but I'm not going to be <laughs> tested on what's your max back squat. Um, so right now I just squat deadlift uh, once a week and I'm not necessarily maxing out. I'm usually doing sets of five to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I can keep that strength. Um, like I said, I'm not really trying to get any stronger in those things just to keep what I have. Um, and then I clean the jerk and I snatch once a week as well. So those are really the four strength things I do during the week. So four days a week, I'll do a strength component. So one day squat and I'll do leg stuff such as bodybuilding. I'll do RDLs. I'll do leg extensions, um, goblet squats, stuff like that. Uh, one day I'll deadlift. And I'll do more hamstring stuff, low back stuff. Uh, Wednesday is usually all cardio day. And then Thursday, I'll snatch. And then Friday, I'll clean and jerk. And then um, Saturday is all cardio day. Mm-hmm. 
but every day on top of those strength days, I also um, obviously do wads and stuff like that to keep my um, endurance up. But um, I do a little mix of uh, long endurance ones, usually around 45 minutes. And then um, in the evening, I do like high interval stuff. So whether it be like 30 seconds or a minute, but it's all out. Oh, those bear crawls with the dumbbells the other day looked awful. Oh, that I was, was the first time I tried it, and I was like, because I saw it on uh, Comp Train, of course. I, I looked um, at their stuff, and that, that's another subject we can uh, talk about as far as uh, programming goes for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw it on there. I was like, oh, I was like, man, I got to try that. <laughs> I'm like, I got to see how hard it is. Oh, my gosh. It, oh, it so looked vomit worthy. So yeah. So it was bad. a couple, like, kind of, I guess, really the final bigger questions I have for you is, like, kind of what – what is the next, you know, are you still looking, obviously you kind of talked about 2020 already. Do you see yourself competing for an indefinite future? So maybe the next five years, 10 years, something like that. Or do you feel like you kind of have a time frame with that? Um, no, I mean, I feel like I'm going to compete as long as my body can do it. Awesome. I mean, whether, whether that be 10, 20 years, I mean, I hope to keep going, but yeah, I, I have noticed though, as well, this last past year. So I'll be 37, um, next or in April. Um, I have noticed a couple things are getting, you know, oh, like my knee hasn't bothered me ever before and just, you know, a little more stiffer mm-hmm. than usual, but, um, I try and keep up on the stuff, but yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope I'm just going to do as long as I can. Right. Well, that's a, that's actually a quick question that Brian brings up other than that hip thing that, or whatever the heck yeah. it was at that power to me, have you had yeah. any sort of significant injuries? Obviously birthing kids is a whole no- different story, um, mm-hmm. that I know nothing about. But <laughs> what uh, have you had any sort of setbacks injury wise over your career? Knock on wood. No, knock on wood. No, that is something yeah. that is such a the more that I study or talk to people in strength sports, a better mm-hmm. career is injury free. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's so important for people to to, you know, it, I don't want to say not push, but man, if you yeah. can if you can do that, the longevity of your career is just exponentially yeah. longer. Yeah, I mean, like that whole phrase, you know, like listen to your body. Um, if I feel something, I'll just stop. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, ex- for example, yesterday, I had a very hard training week this week, and um, Saturday I was supposed to back squat, so I did back squat. Um, but um, as I was working up, I was like, hmm, I was like, my back is just not like that very, very low back, like right above your uh, butt crack, like right there. Mm-hmm. I was just, it was feeling like a little weird. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, we're done, you know? So I am a little sore from that yesterday. So I'm, you know, glad that I stopped, but yeah, if you feel something, there's no, there's no reason to push. Like what, what's that going to lead to? You're not going to be able to do anything for how long, you know, if something really bad happens. I I love the the quote, live, live to lift another day. And yeah. And it's like, Hey, I can come in and squat tomorrow. If today it's not feeling it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I can re-squat on Monday. Like it's not a big deal. Like, so okay yeah. and kind of my my final question other than the lightning round stuff and actually mm-hmm. I, we didn't mention it at all you kind of hinted on it but I'll, I'll probably share the post that you put up one mm-hmm. of the main things and obviously the multidiscipline strength sports so this is just going to be a little praise for lauren here is oh. that i don't know and I, I know you posted it and you kind of posted it as a question mm-hmm. there are very few people that i can pull in my head that has actually competed at the arnold in four mm-hmm. different sports yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a big deal. Like the Arnold is, yeah. it's depending on the sport, very difficult to qualify for. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know we're coming up to the Arnold. I should have this, this episode out by then, obviously. Okay. Um, 
uh, doing the seasonal format and whatnot, but I'm hoping to have it out easily before the Arnold, which is coming up. I personally am competing for the second time at the Arnold myself uh, in a different sport. Um, (laughs) So I've got powerlifting checked off. That was way back. I bombed out, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) And then this year I've got the indoor Highland Games, but uh, I don't know many people who who can even say three times or three different sports at the Arnold. So that's something to, to give praise to you that that I think is just phenomenal. Like another like bullet point to the 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 competition history that that you've put up. But with all that, and this is my favorite question to ask anybody. So with what you know now, mm-hmm. what would you do different back then? And I guess you can kind of point it at different points in your career, or you know, when you were starting with CrossFit, what would you have done different then, or starting weightlifting? At whatever point you kind of want to direct to, but you have mm-hmm. so much more knowledge from competing for so long now. What would you have done different to, or told your younger self? What would you have done different? Um, I mean, there's not much because I've learned a lot from mm-hmm. all the things I've done, but I would say the biggest thing that I, I'm better at it today, but the thing that I fall short on is like listening to other people's opinions and um, trying to like, change my programming based on what other people would recommend type deal. Like I, I guess it would be geared around programming because I like, I'll be be like, Oh, let let me change this. Let me change that. Or what, well, they said this, but maybe that will change that. But it's really like stay steady in what you're doing to give it time to see what will work and what not. So like maybe not like jump the gun as fast into changing programming wise as you think you need, like literally for like example, leading up to the Arnold bodybuilding, I never changed programming for three months straight. Like I did the same thing every, you know, every week. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously it worked very well. Um, So yeah, I guess I would say that like, give your programming time. Don't think like if you're not seeing progress that it's not working because it's working. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, um, let's jump into the, these are some, this is my, then I might as well just answer podcasts and just do a couple of random questions. Cause I enjoy the answers you get from these all the time. Uh, yeah. we did it on the first podcast I was a part of and a couple other podcasts I listened to, uh, give the lightning round questions. So they're trying to be a little bit, you know, quicker answer. First thing that pops in the top of your head, you already answered one of them, uh, <laughs> earlier in the podcast. So I have to maybe throw that one out. We'll, <laughs> we'll re-ask it and I'll, I'll make it more difficult. Oh, gosh. Um, so first one is. What's your favorite food or restaurant? Oh, gosh. My favorite food is sweet stuff. Sweet stuff. Um, it'd have to be Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme. Uh, just the glazed, or do you have a specific no, donut? I could eat any kind of donut. Okay, any donut. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, favorite beer. Are you a beer drinker? Oh, uh, yeah. Noda, hop, drop, and roll. Oh, that was easy. Yeah, that's my favorite. That is, a, it's an award-winning beer, actually, too. Yeah, I know. Um, I could so a, a local Charlotte beer is your favorite. My favorite local Charlotte beer is the Good Morning Vietnam from Wooden Robot. Oh, um, I have to try that one. Oh, it's it's a it's a vanilla coffee blonde. I I personally think it's the the best vanilla coffee blonde. Like a couple of the breweries have them, but it's been mm-hmm. by far, in my opinion, the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, now you already answered your favorite lift to perform was the squat. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if it wasn't the squat. And you can only pick one exercise for the rest of your life to do. What would it be? Uh, snatch. Snatch. Okay. Yeah. Why so? I don't know. I just, I really enjoy it. I okay. hate clean and jerking. 
I feel like that's pretty common for people who've competed in weightlifting. It's like they like one and really? hate the other and they just have yeah, to tolerate yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, I feel like more people like clean and jerks than snaps, though. True. Because uh, yeah. it's, it's easier, uh, technically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last one, what is the, and this can kind of go one or two ways, what's the favorite place you have traveled for a competition? Because I personally kind of like will go and explore the, the town or city that I'm in. Uh-huh. Or what's been like your favorite competition you've ever done? Uh, there's a close tie between Miami, Florida, and Las Vegas. Um, I like have a love hate relationship with Las Vegas. It's fun, but <laughs> you always feel like trash when you're done. Right. Um, yeah, I'd have to say Miami, Florida. Okay. Was it more of the competition or just the vacation around Miami? Just the vacation. Okay. I've I've been there probably five times. Oh, Still okay. love it. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap this up. Lauren, thank you for giving me time. And when, people don't know this is recorded on a Sunday, but giving me time on your weekend to get this episode in. Uh, I really, I know I enjoy this stuff. So if nobody else listened to it, thank you for giving me the time. Um, and and kind of, I'll, I'll get you, give you free reign to, uh, plug anything you want. I know your website, your social media, stuff like that, where people can find you. And, uh, I'm sure when, as I delve into future seasons that are not going to be multi-strength sports, I might have to call you back up and we'll talk more specifically about some of your, uh, career and specific, you know, sports of your career. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for it. I love talking about it. Um, yeah, my website is lmrfitness.net and my um, Instagram is rutan, R-U-T-A-N 422. Awesome. And yep, you can find all information about programming and nutrition and all that on my website as well. There you go. Yep. Well, Lauren, thank you. We'll go ahead in this and I'll, uh, hopefully see you sooner than later. Yes, for sure. I need to come up there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank okay. you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, oh, no and, and I'll let you know. I'll kind of share the links and, and tag you and stuff like that when I do kind of start promoting this stuff out. Okay, cool. Yep. Anytime. I'm down. Awesome, Lauren. Thank you yep. so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.